Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. These marriages are not perfect, but all in all, they seem to work. Marriage is an institution for grown-ups. It's like a love-hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. Hello everybody, it's episode 21 of Husband and Wife, Sentenced to Life with me, Simon, and with Laura. Hello. I just had a sniff of me tea. You I've were got sniffing. <laughs> forest fruits, green tea. I'll tell you what's disappointing about it, and I like it. What's disappointing is the smell is better than the taste. Right. It, it tastes fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it smells like it's going to be like an opal <laughs> fruit or uh, something like a cake, a gatto or something. Then you taste it, it's like flavoured water, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Do you know what I mean? It's worse when something smells bad. Though, like. What about things that smell good that don't taste as good as they smell? Don't you have to do them? Have you got oh, one? I was going to say marzipan. I, like I don't the like smell the smell of, of marzipan. But then when I, when I eat it. Let, can you just jot that down? Things that smell good. Smell good. Smell good, but yeah. don't taste as good as they smell. If anybody's listening to this, please tweet me, tweet Laura. Instagram, email us, husbandandwifepod at gmail.com. You can do me a list. <laughs> things that smell good, but don't taste as good as they smell. Everything smells bad to me still. Oh, you're going through that, aren't you? <sighs> Although, it's results day today for GCSEs, and it's talking of smells. The old family went to get mm-hmm. Honey's GCSE results at uh, the English College in Dubai, and from about halfway there, it's about a 30-minute drive to Honey's school from here. Yeah. And about halfway there, the car started smelling like stink bombs. And what did you say? Is it you? Did you fart? And because I hate that, oh, right? I, straight into a fart chat. <laughs> I, no, I hate that, right? Because there's a, like... Because, a, speak, yeah, but, fair play, 
You have done some rancid farts over the last right. couple of months. A, I don't like that I, out of all five people in the car, got asked if it was me. But also, normally that when it's really strong smells like that, it's outside the car. Yeah, but it lasted for about eight miles. Exactly. Well, So that's why I thought it was you. <laughs> but I couldn't smell it when the rest of the car was like putting their masks on. I couldn't smell it. So, bit of parent bragging here. We have high-achieving straight A students in the house. Well, yeah. we've got two. The other one's a lunatic and she's only nine. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter just yet. But Leon, honey, Leo got his A-levels the other day. Had we mentioned this on the last podcast? No, He'd no. He'd not got them yet. No. So he's passed with flying colours, three A stars and an A. Yeah. So he's off to uni 100%, but we already knew that. She's got her GCSEs and she's also got like A star stars. This is Honey, who burst out crying as she opened the envelope, which was very amusing to watch. Oh, do you know what? I liked that she had that emotion because... I didn't, I wouldn't expect anything less. Leo was like, "Eh." Because that's him. That's the difference of their characters. I've not seen anyone, like I'm even talking about UK results at the minute. I've not seen anyone with as high grades as he got. And yet he's like, meh. And then Honey... It's one of his more annoying traits, isn't it? That he is so laid back about everything. Something I'm going to talk about a little bit later (laughs) on. But Honey got her results today. So Leo did absolutely brilliant. Barely reacted. He just wants to go to uni now. He he doesn't give a f*** about being here, does he? And Honey... She works so hard. Yeah, that. That's... Let me let me preface it by saying she's a proper little lazy shit at home. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, I've got a photograph of her bedroom the other day. I just saw it and I thought, <laughs> instead of shouting at her, I'm just going to take a photo and put it on social media, and I'm holding it back. Well, if you live in the UK, you uh, at round from about the age of thirteen, you have a part time job, whether that's a paper round, whether that's working as a wait- job, waiter in a cafe, whatever. Yeah. You, you do it. You don't like doing it, but you do it. That's how you earn your money to, to go out with your mates. Here, you're not allowed. So kids don't have part-time jobs. No. So we have made it a thing where they pretty much get what they want. Sometimes that's money. Sometimes, you Going know, places, yeah, having yeah, friends around. Whatever. But, but they have to do the chores. We've, give, we've given them chores. Now, honey, and the chores are very has, limited. She has the simplest of chores. Well, no, I mean, Leo had, he used to do the, we used to ask him to skim the swimming pool, walk the dog and pick up the dog poos. He yeah. was so useless at all three uh, and not doing them regularly that now we've t- taken on them jobs. So the only thing Leo does now is cook, which yeah. he's very good at. Yeah. Anyway, we've gone way off subject here, but honey... Honey's is loading the dishwasher, which every time is... Uh, and he pissed me off this morning because last night, Leo cooked a really nice meal. I'd been out and had done like a two-kilometre swim, so my arms and legs absolutely shattered. We have dinner, and there is a lot of tidying up, and there's a pan, and Leo's kind of welded the noodles to the bottom of the pan. Yeah. So it just needs soaking, which she's acting like she doesn't know how to do. So I tell her how to do it. Bit of fairy liquid, boiling hot water, leave it to stand, give it a scrubbing a bit. How long? 20 minutes. She never did it. So then when I went back into the kitchen later in the evening, gave it a scrub, got most of it off, then emptied it, cleaned the sink out because that was full of noodles still, and then put it back into soak a little bit longer. Then I gave it another scrub before bed. I think you this morning came down. It was pretty clean by the time you came down, but you give it a last little nudge. And you're at the sink and she comes tramping in the kitchen and sits. We've got a, a lazy boy in the kitchen. Yeah. In the corner. <laughs> We've got a lazy boy in the living room as well. <laughs> <laughs> you. And she comes down, feet up, on her phone straight away. And I can hear you clinking dishes. And I just turned around to her and went, 
like that, get up, give it a hand signal. Not in an angry way, but like, come on, because I think it's, you do too much. And yeah, she went into the strop. I know, but then, right, this is one of my pet hates. Whoever does the pan never does it quite right. They don't do like round the edges or all the bottom. So I had to, she did it. And then 10 minutes later, I had to go back to, excuse me. I had to go back to the sink and uh, do all the edges. Exciting. Fantastic results today. They've done amazing. It's it's a great day. It's great desert, but it makes, it doesn't make paying the school fees worthwhile. I'd much rather be in England, not paying school fees. Uh, Do you know what? I don't know if they would have. Well, no, that's not fair on them. I think they would have. I think they would have done as well. But I think, the quality of the education here and the quality of education. Careful. No, no, I, um, no, no, no. I'm, I've, I've taught in both countries, so I can say that. I think they've had amazing education. They've done great, but it has cost yeah, oh God, a yeah. heck of a lot of money. But yeah, very proud. Uh, we started booking the trip. Oh. So uh, for those not in the know, Leo's going to university, obviously because he's got no street smarts and has not never been to England on his own or anything like that. Yes, he's 18, but 18 here... I would say it's like being 14 in England. In fact, it's yeah. pro- probably younger. I'd say it's probably like being tw- it's when you, 12. when you just start trying to get booze underage. So he's never caught a bus. He's never caught a bus to town. No. He's never had to get around. Book smart, street stupid. Yeah, right? absolutely. So we've got to go back with him. And there's a lot that needs doing, like bank account. He wouldn't be able to do this stuff, really. No. There's so much needs doing. And we've been talking about this for two years. Yeah. And then gradually it's ramped up and ramped up. And then with COVID and with the travel and the green list and the red list and everything, it's become more pressing over the last couple of months. I made a conscious decision before the summer. I, I can't take it too seriously until it's closer because everything changes on a weekly basis. Well, literally the day we decided we were going to go is three weeks today. So we yeah. had to make a decision last night. We've been talking about it over the last week in earnest. We've had some proper sit-downs, put time aside to sit down and talk about it, and every single night it turned into an argument. We had to narrow down the possibilities. We talked about going through Ireland. We've talked about going through holiday destinations, hot holiday destinations, and having a holiday. It's come down to money because it's we don't have any, and it's way too expensive. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go and stay at your parents for isolation which we have to do yeah for possibly 10 11 days yeah we could be out on day six but it doesn't matter yeah yeah i mean obviously getting to see the parents is good but it's just that thing i think it's that thing about having to quarantine so if had had my parents been here and we all went back together they wouldn't need to quarantine but we do and it just makes yeah. no sense so had, had they tried order at the schools themselves I mean, I, I like your parents, right? But had they tried harder, perhaps they'd be multimillionaires now and have a tennis court and a swimming pool and I could do my exercise when I was oh, back yeah, there yeah. instead of having a little strip back garden, which I'm going to have to walk up and down like a maniac <laughs> for about three hours every day. With two dogs chasing your heels. Yeah, um, in the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, so we're, so we're doing that. Uh, question for you. Would you rather stay at your parents for 10 days? Yeah. Well, two, let's call it two weeks. Stay at your parents for two weeks or be in hospital with COVID for a week? Stay with my parents, obviously. <laughs> I'm only joking. Oh, no. I love staying down it's, there. Um, Do you know why I love staying there? Because your dad is like me. He loves the gadgets. He's got all the gadgets. And grumpy. He's got all the telly. He's got a lot. Yeah, oh. and he's grumpy. Yeah, you. Yeah, I know. I so, can sit in a room with him. Neither of you like people. Yes. We have a talking conversation, which is, and I don't mean talking like, oh, we don't want to talk to each other. We'll talk about what needs to be talked about. Then I can sit in a room with him for five hours and not say a word. No awkwardness. 
Love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I take out of your mum nonstop. That's, I mean, literally is my life goal when I'm down there is winding your mum up. Well, I, I cried again. Well, we've had these arguments because it's impossible to work out what to do. Yeah, it's stress. And, you know, we've kind of, every single time we've had the conversation, it's ended in you walking away. And no problem with this at all, right? But I think the day before yesterday, we kind of went, right, this is what we're doing. Then I think you needed an evening to get your head around that. Yeah. About, you know, and then yesterday we set the balls in motion. I went to work at the radio station in the morning. Yeah. Did all my holiday. I'm sure it's the same for everybody now, but with the holiday, you have to do a declaration form for work and you have to sit for it. the HR department. You've yeah. got to sign a thing saying it's all on you if you can't get back on time and you lose your money and all of this. So I did all of that. Yeah. Came home. We booked flights. Well, yeah, this is the thing. I think booking the flights was like that. Right, this is this is it now. Real. And for me, it's a really weird situation because it's not. We're not going on holiday. This is what people don't understand. We're not going on holiday. No. If we didn't, if Leah wasn't going to university, we wouldn't be going anywhere. As much as you know, want to see family back home, we wouldn't be going anywhere. Yep. Just the logistics of it all is all too stressful. But anyway, as it stands, Honey is staying here. Because it's during the start of term. Yeah. So she's staying here with a friend and the reality kicked in that A, Honey's not coming. Well, that's going to be the longest you've ever been away from Honey. Yeah, it's... Uh, either of us. And then the reality that we booked only for three people coming back. Yeah, we booked one-way ticket for Leo yes, to England. So I booked his one-way ticket and it kind of all like... Yeah. It suddenly hit me that it's not like a holiday with Leo. It's, it's my last time. And I think, listening to this, the only people who get it is mums. I don't think dads feel it quite the same. They do. I do. Yeah, I've had... But I've I don't had, feel like you feel it quite the same. But I think if you're a mum... I've had a couple of other mums message me... It's your first baby. Yeah, who have, are in a similar situation and it, certain things have made them... Like one's planning to come back to Dubai now. She's in the UK. And it, it it's suddenly starting... Reality's starting to kick in. Yeah. And I think it's even harder for, for us because we live... We're going to be living in separate countries. Yeah. And it's a huge deal. So flights booked. We booked the hire car. Wonderful. That's your that's your favourite. Well, that's what bit. you said, isn't it? My department. I don't care. I mean, the thing is, we the, get there. You, you've booked a Skoda or whatever. I don't know. That, I've gone for the Skoda Octavia Combi, it's called. Yeah. And, and then, it's an estate car because we've got to buy Leo a bike somewhere. So I've got to be able to get a bike in back. Right? And when you get to the counter, you'll go, uh I might yeah. just upgrade to a BMW. That's what you do. Well, last time we did this, smart ass. last time we did this, I had booked a BMW. We got there, it was too small. I ended up having a bloody, it looked like a hearse. I bet it wasn't any cheaper though. No, it was more expensive because I had to do the cancellations and stuff. Anyway. I don't care. Car's a car to me. It took us 15 minutes to say, we booked the flights, we booked the car. Now we're looking for property in the Bristol area. We're looking on Airbnb and lastcottage.com or whatever it's called. Yeah. And... That's taking a bit of doing, but we'll get it done. And you know, with that, I don't actually care if we end up in a Premier Inn for 10 days. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Because it's it's somewhere to put your head down. I want somewhere that's got a nice living room because we tend to be back in the evenings. So that would be quite good. Well, I thought it would be easy because it's not in the summer holidays and I didn't think that many people were, you know, travelling. Yeah. How wrong I was. Anyway, it's really difficult to find somewhere. But uh, well, I think we'll get that done today. I think we just need to, what we need to do is stop messing about 
and just go, we're having that one. <laughs> because you know when we get there, they're all going to be much of a muchness. We yeah. just want to find one with a nice living room, nice looking bathroom, job's done. I just want one with a little garden that I can sit out with a glass of wine. Yeah. Well, we've been looking in the Mendip Hills, which looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. To wrap up the travel talk here, uh, so yesterday we're doing this, you're uh, knees deep with about 15 tabs open and of all these different cottages. <laughs> what and what I, you going to say then? I'd done it as well. And the one I'd focused on was one in the Mendips. So then, because my big worry here is, obviously I'm on this health kick at the minute. Yeah. And I need to do my exercise every day, which at the minute is swimming. I did two kilometres swimming yesterday. I'm doing as much as I can before my arms and legs stop working. What I hate is I've done this before, this health thing, and then we go away and, and we always walk for absolutely miles wherever we go. Yeah, we do. But we also eat for miles <laughs> and I end up putting weight back on. So what I've got to do is find a way of maintaining my daily exercise Yeah. on top of the exercise that I do with you guys walking around Bristol. So yesterday, we're both sat on sofa with computers. You're looking at the cottages. I found one in the Mendips. So then I'm like, oh, what can we do in Mendips for exercise? I get on Google Maps. I do a little virtual walk of where this farmhouse is that we've looked at. The Mendip Hills. The Mendip Hills. And then I find an ordnance survey site that's got the walks on, you know, like public rights oh, away right. and stuff. So the closest one there, a lot of doggers are recommending it. When I say doggers, I mean dog walkers, not doggers. You know, that's a different website. Um, I'm looking at this walk and it takes you through farmland, through forests. It's only about a three and a half kilometre walk, but it says it takes an hour and a half and it takes you through ruins and stuff like that. Nice. And you said, are you going to take your metal detector? Because at your parents, they've got metal detectors, which I love. Having a metal detector to me is the best thing in the world. So I clicked on the uh, the music system in the room and I'm like, yeah, we'll have this on. And I started playing the theme tune to the Detectress, which is a really nice song. Love it. And you burst out crying. Yeah. Proper full Monty crying. Uh, To be honest, I think you're going to just have to put up with that now, from now on. Oh, yeah, I, I... Look, uh, and I don't, I don't know if you've you noticed. Just even talking about it now, again, I can feel myself welling up. I am. Um, but yeah. I don't know if you've noticed a change in me with regards to trying to be on side and trying to comfort you and trying to, you know, not just dismiss it. We're going to talk about something in a second that happened. And I've got such sympathy for you at the moment. I could literally drive Leo to this airport here. There's your suitcase. Have a good time. I don't believe that. I could. No, I don't believe it. <laughs> I think you'll cry at the other end. I, I won't. I bet you do. We'll see, but I've talked to him about it so much because it's been coming. Yeah, I went through, obviously, a couple of months ago, I think it was when we first started doing the podcast and I was I cried again when we were talking about it. And then I've gone through a couple of months of, all right, it's happening. He's really, really excited. Well, he might get upset, but I think he and I have gone through a similar thing where we both just want it today. Yeah, no, no, I understand that. And I'm kind of there, but I'm also like... Reality has kicked in that actually it is here now. Because I can hmm. remember us saying, oh, it feels so far away. So, you know. And and he's become slightly harder work recently. and Because he's... No, no, no. Look. No, no. None I, of this is it's the same. What I'm saying is there was a time if it had gone, like I think if it had gone when he was 16, it would have been really emotional. Yeah. But for the last two years... He's ready. He's ready. Oh, you can... He's just wanted to go. Yeah. He, he's getting irritated by yeah. his, so his I think siblings be, and us. It'll be funny to see what the emotion's like. But I also can't wait to buy, let him drink a pint in a pub where he's allowed to do it. Funny the things you're bothered about. I'm no, not bothered no. about these things. Oh, well, I, I want him to... I want him to just be a, an 18-year-old. What I want is that 
Thursday when we drop him off yeah, and we go away. That's what I want. I don't want to be there. I don't want to see him in a pub drinking a pint. I want to be back here seeing his pictures and getting his texts of him being a man yeah, and being a student and enjoying British life because he's never done that. Yeah, And this is no disrespect to where we live now, but you don't have the same lifestyle you have in the UK. There's not as much variety and there's not as many kooky shops and kooky cafes and yeah. th- there's not as much comedy, there's not as much theatre. There's great things out here, but they tend to be the boombastic big things. Yeah, and, and, and everything costs. Uh, yeah. I want him to be able to do all of that stuff that I used to enjoy doing when I was 18. Well, he's getting excited when he sees an advert that says £5 for... Four beers and a pizza. Yeah, you'll grow you know. out of that. <laughs> um, I am trying to be more sympathetic towards you. I think I am sympathetic towards you. What I mean is I'm trying to be your buffer. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm constantly monitoring you. I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm asking you what you're thinking a lot more lately because when I notice you're quiet, I'm thinking, right, are you going to that place? Mm-hmm. The best example of this is Instagate, which I think we've got to talk about. <laughs> this is oh. so good. So Leo gets his A-level results the other day. You tagged it as well, by the way. Uh, tagged what? You're you going to say what I did? I didn't tag anything. On on Twitter you did? I did it today to wind him up. Oh. Leo gets his A-level results. Massive achievement. Yeah. And I'm proud, but quite rightly, you can't shut up about it. Photos, posts, this, that and the other, all over the place. And that is well within your right. I'm not saying that annoys me. <laughs> It's what you need to do, and it's brilliant, and it's what all parents do. Yeah, it's yeah. Great. I, d- I did a thing. I talked about it on the radio, blah, blah, blah. But you were very proud. and you, So he gets a picture in front of a hoarding at school, which yeah. it's the There's English results, College Hoarding results day. results day. And you've posted it on Instagram stories. Yeah. And you've put a few tags around it, like smashed it, legend. English College. Yeah. Get your hair cut, English <laughs> college. And then you tag the university, which is UWE Bristol. Yes. And that evening we're sitting around and we're playing uh, some we, games with the yeah, kids. Yeah. And how did it happen? Well, honey, she goes on Instagram quite a bit. She was swiping through stories and she went, oh, Leah, look, mum's tagged you in UWE Bristol. And she didn't realise what was about to happen. Yeah. So what's happened is the university has reposted your story on their stories, which disappear in 24 hours. Yeah. There's not a lot of damage you can do on an Insta story. And Leo just started having the biggest babyish fit. Now, look, I want to give him credit. I understand. Yeah. Because Leo is very particular about, what do you call it? He's not a show off. Yeah, he's not. In fact, it's to his detriment. Because he he doesn't show off about anything. He doesn't show off about his skills. He he's not. Um, well, it's like we what's saying- that word? Assertive. Leo is not assertive. Like his friends are supposed to be here today, and half of them have just gone. Ah, oh, can't be bothered. And instead of being assertive and saying, "Hey, we've arranged it. Get your asses round here." Yeah. He's not assertive, so he, he gets walked all over by his friends. Oh, he does. And it, yeah. it actually makes me think they're not nice people. But he doesn't show off about his filmmaking. He doesn't. He's he's, he's just not one of them guys. Yeah. But he's also very embarrassed if anybody does it on his behalf. But somebody needs to sometimes. Now, for you to go on and do that, it's fine. I'm very surprised the university reposted it. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. He starts having... He's basically thinking 
every single person at the university is going to look at that story. Everybody going to the university is going to look at that story. It's the biggest embarrassment. How embarrassing. It's me. He overreacted by a country mile. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just... You felt sorry for me, didn't you? I felt so sorry for you. <laughs> and I, what I didn't... Had that been two years ago, I would have I would have had a go at him. I'd have shouted at him and told him to shut up. You know, your mum's done a hell of a lot for you. You've only got where you've got because of your mum. But I didn't because it wouldn't do anything. And he just made him look like a baby at that point. But I just felt so sorry for you. And it's just another one. It's just another little bit of this, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the next morning. Because got... I went to work and I said to you, don't let him be horrible to you today. No, no, no. I said to him, he's still angry at me. And he was like, no, not at all. And I was like, you know, it's only because I'm proud of you. He said, I know. He said, I know. And yeah, it was. I think nobody saw it. I think, yeah, he was just embarrassed because he's obviously got friends. Because he's understandably, again, when you're that age and he's going to a new place. And I've had this conversation with him of none of these people know you so you can become the you you want to be. Exactly. Because he's always been this particular kid, Leo, and he gets pigeonholed and he shouldn't be pigeonholed because I think Leo is the caterpillar waiting to become the butterfly. Absolutely, yeah. So he spent 18 years being a caterpillar when most kids stop being a caterpillar probably when they're 12 and they go into secondary school. But he stayed... And it's not a maturity thing. It's just he's stayed like that. And the person you and I've said to him, when you get to university, become the person you want to be. Yeah, and I think with him as well, he's also got that thing of he always considers other people mm. for himself. So I think a lot of that in him has made him like like you say with his friends, he doesn't want to hurt people. And you could see the other day that like he wanted to get really angry with me. Now, if if that was Honey, she would have shouted at me. She would have cried yeah. she would have been cross he couldn't quite do it i knew but i knew i'd made him angry and yeah it did hurt me a little bit but i, I so this has all happened within less than a week since we were this is it's, it's <laughs> been quite a week so i think hey we're, we're well over 20 minutes and this was only supposed to be an half hour podcast we're impossible at this wife's whinge Remember, this can be about anything. Yeah, no, no, it is. Right, so, you know when you get the blue tick on WhatsApp? Yep. I don't like it when there's no blue tick. When you've sent a text or you've sent a message on WhatsApp and you know that they've read, they've been on their WhatsApp because you can see it tells you what time and and they've looked, oh, so, so, and then, then a day goes by and you still haven't got the blue tick. It's, we've had this recently and Leo is another... Uh, well, I don't know how, but Leo's this. turned his blue ticks off. I didn't know you, you can, could... There even... is a way of doing it, but it also means you can't see that other people have read yours. But that bit that you've just said about people can see what time you've been on your phone, I think that's invasive. And I didn't realise about that. So I'm going to be checking my settings to see if I can switch that off because I don't like people thinking. He's looked at his phone, but he's not answered my... I've mentioned this several times, I'm sure, but... Yeah, no, I agree French, with you there. The French court case about the... Right to disconnect. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. There is a point in the day, like today's a day off in Dubai, it's a bank holiday sort of thing. I am having a day off. I think you can turn the time thing off. I think you can do that. But we'll but what it. but what annoys me is that you'll send a text and so they've not read it and then a couple of days go by, they've still not read it. You think, hold on a minute. Like, because like you say, you've got the right not to read it. So, you know, and you might be busy, you're in the middle of something, fine. But when a few days go by and there's still no blue tick, you think, yeah. I, I find that a little bit rude. I do find that a little bit rude. And with Leo, he has turned it off. So I never know if he's got my message, 
which is a bit annoying. So he'll, he'll say to me, yeah, I read it, but I don't know he's read it because I've not got the blue tick. But on the flip side, which I am guilty of sometimes, I will read a text so that, so they've got the blue tick because I've read it, but I don't reply straight away. Now, that like I've done that before. I've been in, say, the doctor's. I'm, you know, when you sat waiting for the yeah. doctor to call you, I read the text, then you get the call from the doctor, then you, then life continues and you forget. You're like, oh my God, I've not replied to that person hours later. You think, oh, now I think that's a different thing where you've just been, you know, you've, you've not forgotten to reply, but you know, you've been caught up with other stuff. But the thing of the blue tick not happening and yet days go by and they're just not bothered to read your text, rude. Let me give you an example of this for me. Your 40th birthday was what, a year and a half ago? Yeah. We had a big party here. Yeah. I think we had two parties, but we had the big party we had, so many people here, proper food, cocktail tables, the lot around the swimming pool, and we had a band on. Well, Mm -hmm. we had a guy come and play. I organised it, lovely guy, Mikey. Yeah. While I was in hospital with COVID, he sent me a message saying he was looking to get into radio and he'd attached his demo. Right. It was at the point when I had COVID where I wasn't picking the phone up. You know, you'll remember mm-hmm. this. There were a little time at the beginning where... Yeah. I, and then throughout the state, I ended up sending one message, I think, to my mum and saying, can you tell everybody in the family, this is what's gone on, because they're all texting me and I can't reply. Yeah. I yeah. didn't have the energy to pick my phone up. So you were the only person I texted regularly. But even you, how many times did I tell you, I just can't do it today, don't yeah, have the yeah. energy. I would say once a week, I'm in the car and I think, Oh, bloody hell. I've got to reply to Mikey. You still, you still haven't done it? No, because I keep forgetting. I'm always not in a place to reply to him when I want to reply to him. And I'm thinking, when I get to work, I'm going to reply to him. Or when I get home, I'm going to reply to him. Then I walk in and suddenly life hits you in the face. Well, do you know what I do? If I've not replied, if I've not opened it or I've not replied, it stays in my inbox. As soon as I've replied to somebody, archive it. Oh, I don't know about so that. Then, now, then all I've got is the people that... I've not replied to that's that's what I do and right. that's how I know that I've not replied to somebody but that that's diff but that's different to the the gray tick the blue tick yeah not getting the blue tick yeah. it's a good whinge husband's hump good my hump today <laughs> is open plan officers Okay. I work in an open plan office. Oh, I work in a radio studio. Yeah. Which is a dream scenario for me because I'm the only person in there. I don't have a producer. It's just me, the buttons, the music. Me, myself and I. Exactly. Yeah. The only downside is it's glass so people can see in. So, you know. Yeah. You scratch yourself. You feel like, you know, when you see a gorilla. You feel like you're always on show. Yeah. Whenever you see gorillas going about the business or monkeys, anything, if they're having a scratch... Scratching their arse or scratching, picking the nose. You they know, do, they do pick the nose quite a bit. Yeah, or they, they put their ear and then oh, they lick yeah, the finger, they right? Do, yeah. I barely do any of them things. I bet you do. Barely any, and nothing goes in my mouth. You're not um, a nut scratcher. I'm not a nut scratcher. No, you know how you see blokes that do that? Oh, that irritates me yeah. when you see them just... Well, it is just, a thing. I know, but, they, but blokes just do it there and then. They're not like... But I've had conversations recently, actually, with people who've said... They had jock itch, which I didn't know was an actual thing. Jock itch for two years. What's uh, that? Sweaty? No, I mean, it itches down there really badly. It's not that you've got any disease or anything. It suddenly just starts itching like mad. Oh, it's an actual thing? thing. Yeah, oh, jock right. itch, right? Uh, okay. And um, 
Can you imagine if you just had a really itchy f- all time? What would you do? Oh, no, no. You'd I'd be scratching away. Well, I've had that. You'd be like a cricketer shining his ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you get irritable leg syndrome, I think it's called. And, Go on. And that's like, it's, oh, it's like your leg is itching constantly and it's, and it, yeah. oh, and no, no, restless leg. But that feels like yeah. that, sorry, yeah. But it's that's what it's like. It's oh, like yeah. having mega rich all the time. So as and much it just as, comes from nowhere. Yeah, as much as I don't like see it. Well, I don't know, I've never looked I'm into Googling it. I'm Googling jock itch Please after do. this. Uh, don't <laughs> click on images. If, um, if I see it, I don't particularly like it. But I kind of feel like, well, if that's what they're going through, it's not end up world, is it? But what if they've not got jock itch? What, it, what if they're just having a little... Rearrange? Yeah. Sometimes you have to rearrange. Yeah, well, girls get knickers up their bum, right? Yeah. And you oh. and the rest, <laughs> um, but um, sometimes things need arranging. It's just a body. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So, but I don't like to see it all the time. And then there's them, there's them guys who it's like a badge of honour, right? But anyway, that's not me hump. That's, <laughs> this is you coming in with your wife's whinge during my hump. I go into our office. Yeah. In the morning, I get about seven. Mm-hmm. It's pretty quiet, but there are people around. I'm forced to sit in the open plan office. There's no side office I can go and sit in, right? Is it not? Till it's time for my show to begin at 10 a.m. So what I do is I sit in a booth, like it looks like a 1950s diner, but I sit as close to the window as I can, so I'm far away. Yeah. I put my AirPods in. So you can't hear anyone. And I do have music on. I put like a, it's called Headspace, this uh, playlist. And then I just... Look intently at my screen. Now, I'm always working. I oh, know you are, yeah. And I don't go into work and have free time. I see people in work lolling about, having chats, having a bite to eat together, going out and having fags. None of that for me. Every minute I'm at work is work. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to be there. I've always been like that. And it's not that I don't like the place. It's just that I've got too much to do on the outside. So work's work, home's home. Right? Yep. It feels like it's a bit of a modern thing, doesn't it? Well, like, not so. I mean, I'm saying late 90s it became well, a modern that, thing, but they've then, stuck with it. Yeah, the glass, and especially now with COVID times, like, yeah. it's it's the wrong thing, surely. I am not prepared with small talk, which might surprise some people because I do a podcast, a radio show, pub quizzes, bingo night. <laughs> I do a lot of talking. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I actually am not very good with small talk. It's good with you because I come home and you do all the talking. I come home <laughs> and you tell me a zillion things. Oh, no, you, so-and-so's done this, so-and-so's do, done that. You do, you do. I've been looking at this website. I've got to go and buy this. I've got to go and buy that. Bullshit. You do but as well. What, what I mean is you and I can talk to each other and I look forward to talking to you. It's no disrespect to anybody at work. Yeah. But I'm so concentrating on work and my mind's on a different track. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So when somebody comes up and went, how's your weekend? I just go, uh, how's your weekend? You know, I'm rubbish. Yeah, I think... Oh, do you want to see my holiday photos? No. Well, that don't have much anymore. I feel like that's a good thing about social media is for the people who sh- used to show off holiday photos now put them on social media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, people start conversations. Well, you probably saw my photos on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And you, just go, you just go, yeah, yeah. I, because I am used to be a teacher, so yeah. I always had my own classroom, my own desk. But then there was the staff room. Yeah. I hated having to go in the staff room like if there was a meeting everyone would gather in the staff room and then there'd be all that chit chat why did you hate it oh uh, because there was always the one or two that wanted to be heard and they would be like look at me everybody and then so I used to try and sit well away from whoever that person was and uh 
again, it's just that thing where you're forced to sit next to somebody, forced to talk to somebody that you wouldn't normally talk to. They're your work colleagues mostly. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I've got work colleagues that I've had that became friends. But for the most part, I used to hide away. Yeah in my classroom so I didn't have to go down to the staff room at break time and, and the same thing I would work through my break work through my lunch because I would rather go home an hour early and have all exactly. my work done that's me uh, and to finish on this now my boss has just said he wants to start doing face-to-face team meetings again which is a nightmare because we've been doing zoom meetings yeah where you don't even have to be on camera you can just do it with your earpiece in I to, to be honest the time they normally do it I'm normally driving so I can have the earpiece in and I can hear everything that's going on, but I don't have to be doing anything. Yeah. But because they're on the Zoom or whatever it's called, Teams, everybody wants it done as quickly as possible. So there's no faff, there's no fluff, there's no snacks. Somebody's not been on holiday and brought buns in. Oh, and there's no, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday. You got it, right? Small talk, none yeah. of that. Because it's technology, everyone does what they're doing. They're about 15 minutes tops. I don't think there's been one past 15 minutes. Well, if they're now they want to do them face-to-face more efficient again. that way, why go back? Because I think it's that step forward, right? I think it's that step forward back to normality. But to me, I think it's a step backward. And I think everyone's going to get in that room. And because everyone's made an effort to be there, and because it's radio, people are coming in who aren't actually in the building at that time. Yeah. People who do evening shows, people who do morning shows. So if they've got to drive back into work, they're not going to want, it's going to be longer than 15 minutes. It's almost like you've got to think of things to say. You know? Yeah. But oh, anyway. No. Yeah, yeah, there's that person as well. I'm going to wrap that up there. Yeah, I agree. Would you rather? Would you rather smell of sweat or have bad breath? Can I do anything about either of them? Or is it just a given? Yeah, it's just a given. So it's not like, oh, I smell of sweat, I'll have another shower. Or I've no. got bad breath, I'll have some mouthwash. No. You can't. Right. Do I always smell a sweat, even if I've, like, I've not done anything? Are you asking me if you do? No, you no, no, not me. <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. Um, yeah, yeah. So you are either always smell of sweat, or you've always got bad breath. Oh, that's tricky, because I it's hate... It's hard, isn't it? No disrespect to you, but I hate them both. What do you mean, no disrespect <laughs> to me, you <laughs> You go through phases. <gasps> no, no. No, I I have, I get beer breath when I'm, when I'm drinking, I get beer breath. Yeah, but everyone does. There's nobody who doesn't get beer breath when they're drinking. I don't, because I don't drink. I, at the minute, I get forest fruit green tea breath. That's all <laughs> I'm bloody drinking. Uh, God, it's a really hard one, Laura. Yeah. Um, the thing is, right, so you can smell you, you can <sighs> smell sweat on somebody without having to get too close up, but the... But if you're saying I can never do anything about it, the thing is... I think the, 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 the bad breath one is worse, but... Well, they're both terrible you afflictions. probably keep away from them a little bit. And I never blame anybody for having it. You know, I never think, oh, God, you tramp. I always feel like, God, that's, an, that's natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can try and do things about it. But if, you're a, if you've got really bad BO, it, you, know, it's an upper struggle. Yeah. And halitosis is a genuine thing. Oh, God, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know which one to say. Uh, I'll choose sweat because then we could still snog. That won't be too bad for you. Okay. I mean, let's face it. Sometimes when you're sweaty, you get saucy anyway, don't you? And it's nice. <laughs> I mean, the sweat's not nice, but it's just a thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, you do a bit of exercise together, you're on it. Wallop. <laughs> Hope that answered your question. Thanks. <laughs> Let's try something new. 
Favorites. Favorites. Oh, he said that. Favorites. I don't think I mixed it as good as I mixed the others. It's been so long since I made one. So we get to ask each other one favorite. Yeah, and you can't think too long about. You just got to answer it. Yeah. No, within three seconds you've got to answer it. Right. Favorite TV show of the minute. Uh, CSI. <laughs> the real CSI. I hate that program because it makes me sad because it's real murders. It's like a realistic look at. I know, but I love it. It's horrible. Do you want to ask me one? No, you've got to answer that one as well. Favourite TV show of the minute? How to with John Wilson. That's the one I'm on about. Uh, but we've watched the entire series in the last couple of days. It's brilliant. We're going to be in my recommendations that. Go on, you ask me one then. Okay, right. So this is not, not a country, but where is your favourite place ever to go in the world? Not a country, so... What do you mean, like toilet or kitchen? Yeah, like place to visit or place to be. A place or a yeah. place, like a country, a city, not a country, a, a, not an country. area. Yeah, like, a, so if, it, if you're saying England, somewhere in England that you like to go to visit. Crabbing. Okay. Do you know what I'm going to say? Somewhere like that. Crabbing, not beach, but seaside crabbing. You've got the pub next to you. You know you're going to be having some dinner. Yeah. Cool. Whether the sun's out, kids are having ice cream. Nice, yeah. Everybody's happy. Right. Uh, mine is Osborne House. Oh, home of the late Queen Victoria. Yeah. You've dragged me there once and I did. I enjoyed it. It's a very beautiful place. I'd be happy to go there again. <laughs> yeah. Recommendations. Well, I just mentioned How To with John Wilson. It's a really tricky one to find. It's on HBO. You might be able to get it on HBO Max. I'm not sure. And basically... It's this guy who's mad on filming and he spent his whole life, he lives in New York and he just films everyday life in the street. But of course, everyday life in New York's quite bizarre. It's a big city. London would be the same. Paris would be the same. Yeah, yeah. He captures some really unusual things, sometimes intense things, sometimes funny. I would say he captures normal things. Yeah, very normal. that's what's heartwarming about it. Each week he chooses a subject. So it's like how to make a risotto or as he calls it, how to make a risotto. <laughs> and it's not about making a risotto. It's about what's happening in his life at the time. Yeah. And what he's seeing out on the street. And he writes this dialogue, this narrative, and these clips, he must just film thousands of hours of street and then um, just drop them in. It's hard to describe, but get on YouTube. What's the guy, Nathan? I can't remember his second name. Oh. But yeah, Nathan for you was the TV show. Yeah, he's, he's exec, producing it, yeah. He's exec producer on it. So it's a very similar thing to that. Get onto YouTube, check out How To With John Wilson. The trailer is brilliant, but the TV show's a lot better. So that's my recommendation. Uh, I was going to say Baptiste. I've got that written down. Yeah, Baptiste. I think we were on series three, four. I think they only did two series of him. He was, he originally popped up in a great miniseries called The Missing with, what's the Irish fella with the rose in his bum? On the programme oh, you used to um, watch, This Life or whatever it's called. Jimmy... James Nesbitt. James Nesbitt. Yeah. He he was in the missing. James Nesbitt. Uh, was he in that? His his kid went missing in France. Yeah, yeah. And Bastille was the grumpy detective who came in. Baptiste. The, ba, what did I say? Bastille. Yeah, close. Um, Bastille was the grumpy detective that came in. <laughs> Baptiste. Did I say Bastille again? I've written down Bastille. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Baptiste was the grumpy detective that came in, and I think they did. Two or three series of The Missing, which was brilliant, like miniseries. Ah. 
then that's why it's felt like we've watched him forever they've only done two baptists oh wow so the last baptist which was i think in amsterdam yeah and then the oh, one hungry. we've just watched i think this one is no the latest one the last one before i was talking about uh the last the latest one's been in hungary yeah it's got some really good people in it <laughs> <laughs> We're in Russia because we're going out for a meal now, so we've got to wrap this podcast up. But Bastille, if yeah. you can get over that, if you like a detective procedural, yeah, he's great. He's like an old Frenchman with a limp. He's had some serious illnesses. Remember, he was bald. I bet you forgot he went bald in one of them. He had to have a big brain operation. Oh, yeah. Like a brain yeah. tumour or something. Yeah, but so it's a bit of light and a bit of dark. It's really good. Yeah. Twisty turning keeps you guessing. Very satisfying to watch. Yep. But yeah, there's about five. If you go back to the missing, I think they've done about five series, six series in uh, total. Yeah. So that's the recommendations: Bastille and How to. For f**k's sake! <laughs> <laughs> I've written Bastille down. What can I do? Baptiste. And my other recommendation is a great band called Baptiste. <laughs> Only joking. See right. Ya. That's the end of the podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. I think I just called it podcast. Oh God. <laughs>